it's Samantha and Maria and we're the Clarity Co. Here to help the driven build their dreams. This podcast will help you gain clarity in your business, show up authentically and scale with confidence. Our community exists to support you holistically because you're more than just a brand. You're a whole person here to make an impact on the world. Let's do this. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Clarity Co. podcast. Maria and I are joined today by a very special guest, my friend, Sarah. And Sarah is my very, very favorite person to follow when it comes to email. And so I reached out to her a couple months back and I was like, Sarah, you've got to come on the podcast. The girls are struggling with (laughs) creating their emails. (laughs) And I will attest, like, I will be the first one to say for the first five years of my business, I did not talk to my audience via email. How common would you say that is, Sarah? Would you say that's common? Oh, like the most common. The most common. common. Yeah. You you either haven't started an email list at all. It's not even a thought. Or you did something to collect emails Mm -hmm. and then total ghosted. Like (laughs) there's usually like not in between. There's, it is a rarity to find someone who is consistently reaching out on the regular, doesn't miss a week. And it's so funny because- I am such a big like fan of a freebie. Like you have to have a freebie. You have to grow your list. You have to have real estate off of social, blah, blah, blah. And then I wasn't doing it myself. And I think that that was like the one solid thing that came out of my coaching that I did in 2020 with, um, with my coaches that I got my lists established. And I can proudly say that for about a year and a half, almost two years now, I think I have had a steady weekly Plus, sometimes I add some little bonuses in there, Um, but at least a weekly email. And I am very proud of it. And I will tell you, I mean, Sarah's going to tell you this time and time again throughout this conversation, but there isn't a reach that you can even buy that comes close to what you can get from your own list. And I think my, my biggest thing was that I was so afraid that people were going to think that I was annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute. I don't feel that way about posting on social. How is this any different? These people yep. actually wanted more from me. That's why they signed up for this. And if they don't want to see it, they can leave. Absolutely. Um, so I'll be honest. I do not look at unsubscribes or I try not to, I don't want to get my feelings hurt. Um, and I would, you know, um, but it doesn't mean unsubscribes. It doesn't mean that they hate you. And so like, you know, I always go to that first. I'm like, Oh God, what did I do? And it's like, no, it just means that they're not the ICA, which is actually good for you. Um, but I'll leave that, I'll leave that to the expert. Um, so Sarah, As an email expert and copywriter for female coaches, she resides in one of my favorite places in Arizona. She's probably nice and toasty while I am freezing over here, (laughs) freezing in Iowa. Um, But I'm on my way to you soon, Sarah, and we're going to have to have a taco date when I'm in town. Um, But... Anywho, I am so excited to welcome you to the podcast. Like I mentioned, um, this has been a topic that we have been so excited to to talk about. It is like highly needed, highly requested um, because people are just so scared to get into this. So Sarah, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Let us know kind of how did you get into helping people with email? What have you done before this? Um, and who do you really, who who's your audience? Who do you help the most? Yeah. So I have been a copywriter for the past six years. And I always tell people that I like completely stumbled into it. Didn't even know that a copywriter was a job until I had that as a job. (laughs) Didn't know that was like something that people got paid for. 
Um, I was trying to find something else I could do from home while my kids were little. And, uh, I had a lady who I was trying to be her VA and Mm -hmm. you know, how like on a business application, you, you're supposed to like tell all the things that you're good at and like check the boxes of like, I'm familiar with this platform and with this. And like, I would say probably nine out of the 10 platforms of the check boxes. I knew nothing about. Um, I was like, I can send a Gmail and I can open up a word doc. Like I didn't have (laughs) any idea about her other platforms. Um, but she had me submit a writing sample. And so she was like, listen, you're highly unqualified to be my VA. Just like sweet. Um, but she's like, I would love it if you would come on, um, my team to be my copywriter. And I was like, absolutely. What is a copywriter? Like, I I honestly had no idea that was a thing. Uh, The online business world was just not anything I was really familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she kind of took me under her wing, really showed me like why the stuff I was writing was powerful. I'd always been a blogger or writing these like Facebook posts that no one cared about, but I thought that they were great. Um, and I would get the, you know, great reactions from people, but I did, I just thought it was because my kids were funny or cause I could tell a great story or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of opened my eyes to like the science behind copywriting and, um, why the things I was doing were, was working. Um, so I, that's how I really got started into it. And then did like her social media, her, her, her blogs, her emails, and then kind of spiraled into, you know, a bunch of different clients, um, mostly female online businesses. Um, I have written for a like 75 year old male pastor, which was an interesting <laughs> oh. leap of being like, I'm going to totally nail your voice, <laughs> Right. Uh, small generation gap, but it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where I'm at now. And the whole reason I started getting into the email side of it specifically was because I saw that there was such a gap that Mm -hmm. it can be such a powerful tool in people's businesses, but no one was utilizing it. And the people that were utilizing it weren't tapping into the potential that it had. It was just talking about your own content or which there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm going to tell people all day long to repurpose your content as many places as you can. Um, but if you were just talking about like, this is my weekly YouTube video here, here's the link to it. You're, you know, there's this huge untapped potential for people. Um, and so then I started kind of, um, honing my expertise in that and seeing that the, the, um, what's the word outcome. <laughs> See, this is why I always tell people I'm a copywriter. I can not <laughs> speak live because there's no delete button or like <laughs> when you're just like sitting and staring at a blank screen, nobody judges that. But if I was just like, uh, which is what I want to do all day long. Uh, so that's why I focus <laughs> on the words with the delete key. Um, but the outcome from email was way higher than I had seen with anything else. And you're right. There's no, uh, nothing you can buy that gives you that same, that same outcome. Mm -mm. And I think the real reason for that is a couple things. First of all, these people asked to be here. They didn't just stumble upon you. They're not just scrolling and see you. Like they wanted you to come into their inbox. And the other thing is, I think when people are in their inbox, they mean business Mm -hmm. versus when they're scrolling, they might be at the grocery line. They might be in the, in, in traffic, you know, like not that that's okay, but you know, (laughs) they're probably not really focused and, and like ready to take action on anything. They're just looking to be entertained. Well, I'm not going to my inbox for entertainment. I'm going to my inbox to be alerted of things, to know things, to learn things. Like I, I, I'm intentionally going there. 
And if you guys, you know, have listened to anything I've said about membership, I always say that your job as a membership owner is to help your clients make your membership a priority. And I think that email does the same thing. It is allowing your, your recipients, your, uh, what do you call them, Sarah? Your list, my, the people, my, yeah, your, list. your list, <laughs> the people, your people, allowing the people on your list to make you a priority rather than just scrolling past you online. Now, do you need to be in as many places as makes sense for you? Yes. We talk about taking up real estate on the internet, yeah. but this is like the mansion on the beach. This is what you have to do. And once a week, I'm going to tell you guys, I use a, the same template every week. If you get my email, you've seen it. I do a weekly three where I focus on three different topics. It might take me 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. These 15 minutes have sold me so many high ticket offers. I can't even count. Like, it's just, it makes no sense not to do it. It's just so silly. Yeah, and- absolutely. The, I, I think one of the biggest differences between social, which I will tell you all day long, also be there. Don't just, you don't need to just hang out in email, but it's the right. difference between something passive and, uh, what's the opposite of passive active? active. <laughs> I was like, it's not aggressive, passive aggressive again. See, delete um, so like, no, I this feel is like gold, this is golden. Yeah. <laughs> you like this. Yeah. So social, I just feel like you can scroll, right. And it takes no energy. You can, you don't even, they don't even know that you're there. So if you're creating content, you literally have no idea who has seen it. Um, where, even though if I'm opening up my email and I know that Jenna Kutcher did not write an email just to me, like I'm aware of that, but it feels very much like a text conversation because she's doing it well, honestly. Um, when it's done right, it feels like you're having that one-on-one conversation versus this blast of content that, you know, her 1 million followers has seen as well, or probably hasn't seen because of the algorithm, but that's a whole different story. (laughs) (laughs) Different story. So speaking of Jenna Kutcher, I actually always use her as my example when talking about copywriting, because she, um, very early on in her podcast, I don't listen to her podcast anymore. Um, just cause I, I don't have the time anymore. I'm never alone guys. Like I think you guys probably know that. Like I retired my husband from his job about a year and a half ago and we are literally always together and mm-hmm. he's not interested in listening to the Gold Digger podcast. You know? um, <laughs> I made my husband I, start listening to it once and he was like, cause it was about like small businesses. And he's like, uh, she talked to me about my period today. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie and I were talking about this yesterday and Sarah knows Jamie. Jamie is actually how we were connected, but, um, Jamie is a student of mine and my sister. And we were talking yesterday about how we have to be like physically doing something else while we're listening to podcasts, because Mm. I can't just like my bed and listen to a podcast. Like I will fall asleep. Yeah. So, um, anyway, Jenna Kutcher, um, when she first started podcasting, she, she told this story about how, when she first got into business, she would be very, very, um, rigid kind of, or what she thought was professional with her copywriting in her emails. Um, and you know, she had secured this client and then she met them at a coffee shop and they, she came up and hugged them and she acted like how Jenna acts. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of taken aback because they were like, this isn't the same person we were emailing. This is weird. And not not that they didn't like her, but that the voice didn't match. Right. And I think one of my very favorite things about Sarah 
is I'm, I'm super into the casual vibe. I'm super into the leaning into who you really are and yep. like not being afraid of that. Um, and if you listen to our podcast with Megan Reed, you've heard me say that. And like, literally one of the reasons I absolutely love Megan is because she's not afraid to show up as who she is. Same reason I love Sarah. And I think that, you know, it, it's such a good example. Like as a copywriting coach that you are, we need people to show up as they are to give us the permission slip to do it ourselves. Mm. Because- First of all, if we're not doing that, we're lying to our audience. We're faking it out. And that isn't at the end of the day, somebody's going to find you out, right? Yeah. And showing up as who you are, especially in your content writing is so, so important. So I love that you are such a good example of that, Sarah. Like, I think that your stuff is so funny and so witty and like, that's what I want to read. I don't want to read today on the blog we're talking about blah 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 you know like I don't give a shit about that I want to be like so my kids are up all over my computer and I'm writing you from my phone (laughs) (laughs) you know like I want to hear the real life relatable stuff not that I can relate to that but I just I think it's it's so much more real um so that's kind of like my little spiel when it comes to Jenna Kutcher and your voice when you're writing I think is so important um Mm -hmm. but let's get back to the conversation about reach so we, we mentioned the algorithm a little bit. We mentioned that this is the best reach that you can't even buy, but what are the, like the hard numbers with that? Yes. Yes. So I, I love hard numbers because they make me feel like I actually am accomplishing something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I always break it down. Like if you have 2000 social media followers versus 2000 email subscribers. And first of all, if you're just starting out with an email list, don't panic when you're like, I have three people. And two of those are my mom's email addresses. Like it's fine. It's totally fine. Three of Um, them are me. Two of them are my mom. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, one is my old hotmail address. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I gotta Um, test it. Gotta make sure it works. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, the difference is pretty staggering. So if you had 2000 on each, the reach for social would be just those people who are seeing your stuff. Right. And if we, on a good day, like on the high end of that is 6% of your audience seeing your stuff, which breaking that down into a number is 120 of those 2000 followers are just seeing it. Okay. Versus email subscribers on average, there's a 21% open rate. So that would be the same thing as someone who is seeing your stuff, which we can do. There's very easy things that you can do to tweak it and in- increase that, that rate. My average open rate is 56% for my open rate. And granted it's my job. So I should be really good at that. Um, but there's <laughs> lots of little things that you can do. So the difference between, uh, the 21% versus the 6% is 420 people are just simply seeing your stuff. Mm -hmm. email versus social. And then if you go into the click rate, so someone's actually engaging, they're clicking on your link, um, on social, they're commenting, they're liking, they're sharing, whatever it is, is 0.07%. So it brings it like it's 14 people, 14 people of your 2000 followers on social are actually taking in. Honestly, that doesn't even take into account of bots who are like, you know, with just the emojis Mm -hmm. or like, this is such a high value piece of content. Thank you for like, no, get out of here. Um, on the other end for email, it's 50 to a hundred times that 0.07. So on average it's 3.57. And I know that these are like minuscule numbers. Um, but stick with me if you're like, yeah, just get to what, what should I do? (laughs) Um, But that's (laughs) 71 people of your 2000 who are seeing, which 
seems if you're like, that's still even small, but that's the whole reason we put out that content that we are constantly nurturing our audience so that we can get that number higher. And it's, you know, we always say everything is a numbers game, but the more people you have on your list, the more people that, you know, that 3.57 is, is going to even raise it up higher, which that's even, I think if I'm doing my math, right, which I don't think I'm going to be able to do it quickly. I'm pretty sure that it's on the low end of the 50 to hundred. Um, if you're multiplying it out, my mom is a math teacher, so she might be ashamed that I can't do that quickly, but, um, <laughs> There's lots of, lots of little things, just like there are things on social, right. That we can do to, to engage that. Um, but you're already starting at such a deficit when it comes to social media versus email. Um, the one place Mm -hmm. that social media wins is virality and Mm -hmm. it only wins sorta because it's, it's hard to go viral with an email. Like that's a really difficult thing to do. Uh, but on social media, ask anyone who's ever gone viral and it, it takes a special sort of viral and a very, very intentional type to, to actually see your numbers change. I've, I had, um, a a reel that like accidentally went viral because I don't really know what I'm doing on social media anyway. Um, and for me, I have a very small social media account. I have, I just hit a thousand. Woo. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it, it went, I have pretty good views on my reels. Um, so in the normalcy, it was like, I don't know, three to 5,000 views on each one. Sometimes people, you know, they were jumping into the, uh, tens and teens, whatever, but this one particular reel, I, I think I still get views on it, which is crazy. Cause it was literally like two months ago. Um, it was in the like over a hundred thousand. I think, I think it's up in like 130,000, but it did nothing for my business. Like I, I got a handful of followers from that. And it was even like a directed at my ICA, you know, it wasn't just like this random trying to be funny real. Mm -hmm. It was specifically for my business and it did nothing for me in the long run. Yeah. I've had a post like way before reels even was a thing. I had a post go viral and it was just a Rachel Hollis quote that was like, well, uh, curated as far as the way it looked like the mm. aesthetics good. Um, and I got so many likes, like, I want to say in the like multi, like tens of thousands, right. Mm. Um, which at the time was like pretty big for a post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I got lots of comments. I really did not get any followers to speak of. I cannot trace one single um, client back to that post. Yeah. You want to know what? The next week I put up a post that was got, I think like 14 likes, which was actually really low for me at the time. Um, not anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, you know, on average I was getting like a hundred, 150 likes. Um, so this post got a really low reach. And I can, I can trace two clients back to it, which is, you know, upwards of $7,000. So, you know, it doesn't really matter what the, what the reach is, if it's not people who matter or people who are going to take action and, you know, social people on social taking action is far less common than people in email. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the, I think for me, that's the second part of, it's not just a bigger reach, but it's a significantly bigger ROI. Like the money that you're actually putting into your email, whether it's, uh, paying for your platform or, you know, like whatever it is that you are money that you're putting into your email marketing, the, Mm -hmm. the ROI is $46 for every $1 that you're putting in. Whew. 
nobody can say say anything about social media that can do that. Right. And like, and again, even ads right now are crazy expensive and you're not getting anything like that. Well, I'm not the biggest fan of ads. Um, I think there is a time and a place for them. I think we've talked about this actually, Sarah. Um, I think that they have to be connected to something that is, doesn't require trust to be purchased kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they're great to, to grow your email list, maybe like to, yeah. to get a freebie out into the world. Um, so there's not like super trackable ROI with it, but um, like I would never advise someone out the gate to advertise their membership via ads for the first time. It's like, no membership takes trust to, to, you have to build trust with someone. They're not going to sign up for something that they have to commit to for 90 plus days, unless it's like dirt cheap, you know, 10 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But you know, we're but then not- they probably won't even show up if they do that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right point, Maria. So yeah. because there's no trust built, there's no like relationship there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um I'm a big like um organic social plus I'm a big email girl now, apparently. So um <laughs> I I think that the ROI, like you're exactly right. Even if I didn't know those numbers, I could tell you like I can co-sign that because like there's a link right there. Like they're in a spot where they can sign up for something right there. Like they're not just in the grocery line. They're in a space where they mean business and they're gonna take action on it. Plus um, it doesn't make you take six steps to actually get to where that link is anyway. Right. You don't have to go to the link in bio and then approve that you're leaving the platform. And then (laughs) oh gosh, all of that. So the next point that you have is that you're not fighting with the algorithm when you are sending emails. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So, um, we all know that the algorithm is like, that's, that's the hot topic, right? How can you get the algorithm to like you? And I still don't know. Like <laughs> I, I've heard every well, training. I did know, but it's changed and I yes. don't know more. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's got like, well, I was going to make a joke, but probably wasn't appropriate. Um, the it's changing all of the freaking time. Like if awesome. it was X plus Y equals Z, like we would all be able to do it and all see yep. sustainable growth but it's not, it's X plus Y equals Z today. And tomorrow it's Q five mm-hmm. Alabama. Like, I don't even yeah. know yep. <laughs> what any of them are. Um, and so there, for me, nothing is sustainable. I do not have the time nor the energy to try to fight with that and try to figure it out. I'm going to create my content that number one, I like creating. I, I will never, if I have to bow to the will of creating content that the algorithm says, like, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, create this, but it's life draining for me. That's a hard no. That's that's just not going to be something mm-hmm. I'm willing to put my time and effort into. Um, so n- number one, there there is an algorithm. Period. The fact that it exists is tricky anyway. But then figuring out, like, oh great, I've I've figured it out today. I've climbed the mountain. Cool. Well, there's a bigger mountain, and there's 72 more that you have to do tomorrow because we never know what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. but versus email as, as long as you can a stay out of the spam filter and B once get, you get into the like primary inbox versus the promotions, which there's like simple, simple things you can do to make sure that you are staying in there. Um, you're golden. It's there. You have that intimate one-on-one conversation versus like, I don't know, maybe they're seeing it. Maybe they're not like you have no measurable, um, number to see whether people are, are even seeing your stuff or how to get more eyes on it Mm -hmm. on social. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's not like a one or the other thing, but I love what you said about, I'm not going to jump through the hoops. I'm not going to participate in this circus. Like, I think you should really, everyone, not just you, Sarah, I think we should all just at this point with social do what's aligned consistently. Yep. And as long as we can do that, we know that we're doing what we can to reach the people that we can on social, but we need to back it up with other things. We need to be on Pinterest. We need to be searchable. Um, We need to have our own websites with blog content. We need to be, um, we need to have a solid freaking freebie out there that generates an email list. And we need to be consistent on at least a weekly basis with email. So as far as um, like how many times a week, or a month, you should show up in your email. Mm-hmm. What is your professional opinion on that? So I tell people no less than once a week. Um, right. I just had a challenge with uh, this group of business owners. And at the end of it, they were coming down and like, I just don't see it being sustainable to do it more than once a month. Like that doesn't feel aligned. It feels like I'm not going to have time, um, which is the biggest thing. People are like, That's I just so don't have time funny. to do this. What's when that? You think about, when you think about that, like, think about that guys, come on. I just told you. It takes me 15 minutes to write my email. Oh, and yeah. we know, so my emails have an average of like 45% reach or open rate. I'm sorry, open rate. So isn't that funny? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you, don't have, you don't have 15 minutes, but you have 30 minutes to write a post and create a graphic that three people are going to see yes. every day. You have yes. time for that? Okay, right. that's really funny. Um, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just like, LOL, like really, no, that's what I hear. Like the the, the time is such a thing. And I'm like, so that's why, um, that's my job is to be able to cut that down for people Mm -hmm. so that they feel like they can sit down and create something really quickly. Um, it's still high value. Um, so the, here's the problem. Like, I'm going to tell you that the, the, the best email strategy and probably the best insert anything strategy is one that you're going to show up and be able to do it consistently. Like Amen. end of story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if there's literally no way that you can create an email more than once a month, sure. Show up once a month. <laughs> like I'd rather you show up once a month than not at all. Yes. Um, just the same thing. Like if showing up once a month on social, if that's your game, cool. Show up once a month on social. You just have to know going into it that you're going to be climbing up much steeper hill. Um, because it's, I always liken it to, uh, like the booty call (laughs) that if someone is, you go on a date and they like you hit it off, whatever. And you don't hear from them for six months. And then you get a text at 2am. Like, no, like what do you really think that they're after a relationship? Absolutely not. But that's what we're doing when we just show up once a month, because more than likely, if you, I always tell people like the 80, 20 rule between sales and, and nurture emails. And so if you're following that, so let's just say 75, 25 to make it easy. But like if one out of your four monthly emails is about your products, you're going to have nothing like there's no point in even yeah. really selling at that point because they don't care. They, it, they're so, there's such a big gap in between that they have no idea what you're even talking about or why you're showing up. Right. If you're only showing up once a month and every time talking about your, your product and your, whatever you're selling, then that is that booty call email. The only reason you're trying to talk to these people is because you want their dollars, which yes, mm-hmm. we want their dollars, but there is like an appropriate way to go about that. 
Um, so that you're not just like, Hey, here's my stuff, buy it from me. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You know, like we want to avoid the used car salesman, which poor used car salesman, they get a bad rap, but (laughs) we don't, we don't want the stereotypical. That's, that's not how we want to jump into our people's inboxes. So I definitely say once a week, and it's, it is doable if you have a strategy, um, that it should not, you can write all of your emails in an hour for your entire month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you don't need to, you don't even need to show up every single week and spend the 15 minutes. Like I do, you can preset them all. If you're waiting on links, you can just fill in the links. Like for me, I put my podcasts in my emails. And mm. so, you know, I'm waiting on links for those a lot of times, but you can do everything else, but the link and then schedule it. Once you put the link in there, um, or set it to go out. Um, Sarah, do you have a favorite software that you love? So as far as I used ConvertKit for a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. and I probably would have stayed with that, except I was realizing I use Kajabi for my membership platform and mm-hmm. it like, they want me to pay my firstborn child every month to them. <laughs> um, and so I was like, well, if I'm already paying this exorbitant amount of money, I might as well u- utilize their email platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where my emails are coming through now. Um, I used ConvertKit. I loved it. I felt like it was very user-friendly, very easy. Um, the emails were not pretty. So that, but to me, that's yeah, ConvertKit, not. ConvertKit, their emails aren't pretty. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not at all. It looks just like an email that you're yes. getting from Gmail, right? Um, the downfall, which to me, I'm like, whatever, I don't care. I, yeah. I barely can understand how to make my aesthetic on social media, which is <laughs> why it looks like the way that it does. So I wasn't gonna sit and, and take the time. My husband uses ConvertKit and his look actually, cool somehow. So obviously he's broken the code, but, um, they also charge per follower. So as or as uh, yeah. excuse me, subscriber. So as your email list gets bigger, your price per month will go up. Um, I've heard a lot of really good things about Flowdesk. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I used it for a client, like when they were still in their beta beta mode. Um, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of clunky back then, but I've heard a lot of really good things about the usability. They obviously deliver very beautiful emails. Um, so those would be my two like recommendations. I've heard MailChimp is like, wah, like it, it's yeah. very, uh, very clunky. Um, I'm trying to think if I even know, <laughs> know of any other ones. Cause those are, I've just been staying in that realm. Um, Gosh, I, I feel like I've used every single mail platform. Cause I've used MailChimp. Oh, yeah. I've used convert kit. I've used Flowdesk. There's something else. I guess I've used all those. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> is one that's popular. Yep. I, I thought MailChimp wasn't too bad, but they do, again, they do charge when you get to a certain amount of subscribers, they start charging like a lot of money. Like yeah. it goes from free to like, Ooh, I don't know if I can email anyone ever again. <laughs> exactly. That's where they get you. Yeah. So for me, when it came to sending out emails, actually a lot of my hesitation with it, not just feeling like I was annoying people, but a lot of my hesitation came with the, um, the tech, like if it wasn't mm-hmm. easy and pretty, I wasn't going to do it. Yes. And so I was actually using Kajabi at the time. And I think Maria had even tried Kajabi too. And like, we just freaking hated it just to be honest mm. about like the emails, because I had all these friends in the business that had these beautiful flow desk emails. And I was like, yeah, heck, why do my emails look like a freaking DOS system or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm 
like, I hate this. And then um, I switched to Flowdesk and I will tell you that was something that was a very inexpensive slash easy tool for me to, to help me stay consistent because it was just easy for me. Um, the one complaint I have about Flowdesk is that it is so simple that it should be an app on your phone and it's not, they don't have an app. Mm. And for someone who like lives on the road and is always traveling and all that, I really do wish that they had an app because I can even update my website from the Squarespace app Hmm. and it functions very similarly to Squarespace. So it's all, it's literally just like all plug in play things. It's not, you're not writing any code at all. Like there's nothing like that. So it's just kind of silly to me that they don't have an app, but I will say, um, I love the pricing around it. It's $19 a month, um, for the, the unlimited, well, they don't charge you like per subscriber. So it's just $19 a month forever. And that's the half price. So they also have this awesome referral program, which we have referred quite a few people. Um, and it pays for itself a lot of the time. Like Mm. it's just really nice. So it's only $20 a month. Well, the regular price is 39, but then they give you a code or it's 38 or something. They give you a 50% off code and it becomes 19. Hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. And then actually they have a checkout function, which I was in the beta for, um, they had like sent me an email, I guess probably just cause I use it. I use their service consistently and I've been around for a while, but Um, they, they added me to part of their beta and I was like, well, I love this. It's so easy. And I did just create the, um, the kickstart your membership course. I did it there. Um, and it's, it it does cost. So there's a price tag for it every month, but it's reasonable. And it's so easy to create a sales page there that I was like, I would absolutely freaking love for my, my students to be able to sell their memberships on Flowdesk because Mm. it's so much easier than making a sales page on your website it's, it's so easy. It links right to Stripe. I love it. Um, but they don't have a recurring feature yet, like a recurring payment feature. And I'm like, why? And me and Maria are like, Ooh, cause we want to, we want to run LGR through that too. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. obnoxious. And it's just, it's driving me nuts. And I'm like, what is the holdup? Cause I, I emailed them about it. And I was like, I would really like to see this implemented, like before you launch it, they didn't. So we will, we'll Rude. see how that progresses, but I was like, Hey, I could literally put so many people on this. Like it would be such an easy sell for me to get people on this rather than having to, Oh, create over here on your Squarespace And then link, you know, link your membership through Zapier to Flowdesk. Like it's such a clunky, like yeah. thing. And I'm like, if we could just do it all in one and Kajabi tries to be an all in one too, but it's like, you know, for me, again, if it's too complicated or it's not pretty, like I'm just not going to do it. I know it's a stupid excuse, but um, I think that knowing myself in that way and creating a solution for it is better than just like sitting around and being like, well, I don't like it. So I'm not going to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if you know yourself and you, if you are that way, Flowdesk is like a really easy way to start. I would say it's even way easier than MailChimp. Um, there isn't a free version like there is with some of the others, but they also don't have a, a tier system. So it's just 19 Mm. bucks and, um, it's $19 with our code. So we'll put our code in the, um, in the show notes for you guys. Um, cause that gives you 50, 50% off for life. And it actually even applies to the checkout too. So if you decide to add checkout, you get 50% off the checkout too. Oh, that's awesome. 
If I remember correctly, when I was using them for a client years back, they had amazing customer service. Like if you had a question, they were really easy to respond to that. Yeah. I haven't had to deal with customer service a whole lot, but in, I think like maybe two times that I have, uh, yeah, they've been pretty responsive. So I've enjoyed that too. That's always a win. Yeah. So, um, as you guys know, we mentioned slightly here, Sarah is also a subscriber of let's get real. Um, she signed up pretty early on and she is in the $10, um, offer, which is literally as good as it gets. And sometimes we do specials and open it back up. Um, but currently the price point for LGR is 20. Um, but she's a founder with LGR. And so I want you to share a little bit about your experience, Sarah. I know that you used it to launch your membership and Sarah's membership is not open to the public just yet. It is in beta. So she used it to launch her membership to her current audience. And then, um, she'll be opening it up to the public this spring, which we'll talk a little bit more about. But before we get into that, I would love for you to share a little bit about your experience with, um, with let's get real. Yeah. Um, what was really helpful to me is that during a launch, I was, I had a list of 400,000 things I was supposed to do. And, uh, you know, all we, we talked through this while I was launching, like you have this range of emotions, like you're up on a mountaintop and then you're like, why, why do I even do what I do? Like (laughs) you're all over the place, or at least I am. (laughs) And Uh, being a member of LGR actually helped me just like offload that part where it was like, that was like a no brainer. I did not have to think through like finding the audios. I did not have to like figure out what's trending. What do I need to do? It was, I just looked at it. I'm like, boom, I can do these. It was one of those things where it was just like simple checklist. It it was on my list, but knowing that it was going to take zero mental energy in that space where, as we all know, we can hem and haw about our social posts all day long. Um, and it was just one of those things where I could check it off and know that it was done because all of the research was done for me. Yeah, I love that. And I think it actually was pretty timely at during your launch or right before your launch, we had actually done some specific focus on a couple different sounds that you can use for launching. Is that correct? Do you yes. remember that? Yeah, we had early this year, we had worked on a couple of, I think I did like two emails back to back where I was like, okay, beginning of the year, I want you guys to save these. Even if you're not going to use them today, I want you to save mm-hmm. these for launches this year. And so I know you use a couple different, um, audios and I absolutely love that perspective because that was really the goal with LGR is that, Hey, we just want to make this simple. We don't yes. want to ask people to show up on zoom calls anymore. We don't want to ask you to log into an app anymore. We're coming to you. We're making this so easy that you can't not do it right? Yeah. Where it's one of those things. Like I said, you just, you can, it's like, it's like a crock pot, set it and forget it. And it's -hmm. it's just there for you. That's a good one, Maria. The crock. I love that. That was our goal. That was like, Sam and I were like, how can we help people move the needle without having to commit to, you know, all these different times and the hours here and, you know, but something simple where they can just like, like you said, set it and forget it. Like it's here. Boom. It shows up. Cool. I just replicate it done. And that's how LGR came to be. <laughs> and I love that. it's so happy to hear when people are like, cause sometimes, you know, I mean, I like, you know, Sam and I both look for the audio and then like I record one and I'm like, I don't know. I hope this helps them. I hope they like, think of something in a different way or come up with an idea for their business and just to make it easy for everybody. Cause 
you know, we just, the Sam's a two, I'm a three wing two. We want to help. So we can't help ourselves. Yes. Well, and it was, it's also helpful to have that, um, example because it's great when things are trending, but you're like, I have no idea how this would replicate Mm. and apply in my business. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so many times I'm like, oh, this would be perfect. It's like already trending. It's got a low number, but I have zero idea, but even just seeing someone create something else in the business arena is really helpful. Even if that's, I was like, well, that has that, that particular thing isn't my business or my niche at all. Um, but it helps to, to get your brain in that, like, oh, well, if they're talking about this type of tip for their audience, here's how that tip would translate into mine. Right. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of times the, some of the trending, you know, audio, I mean, it doesn't make sense to replicate. You wouldn't replicate what they're doing because they're, they're just trying to make people laugh or they're, you know, whatever it may be, but yeah, like kind of spin zoning it to more business focused, um, helps get your creative juices flowing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the way that this came about was I had had one of those um, really sugary coffees from Dutch bros that we were talking about <laughs> last week. And I can't, I can't drink coffee at all. And I think Maria will remember this forever. I was like, okay, I'm like on crackhead mode. Cause like, I, I remember that. I remember that day. I, <laughs> and I was like, wow. yeah. <laughs> and I was just like on it. And I was like, what about this? And this, and this, and this. And I was like, this is so bad. I cannot do this. But like, that is literally the last time I drank coffee. And I just, it, it, winds me up and then I like crash really bad it's horrible but I'd had one of these coffees and I was like in full crackhead mode and I was voxering Jamie and she was like oh Sam like I I always just like will send her audios and she's like oh I just need you to do this for me like every week like send me the audios and I was like oh good good idea I was like you know so I voxered her back I was like you know I've had this idea where I would do that for people but like I don't know if I want to be the one. And then I was like, wait a minute, Maria can do the examples. I don't have to do them. (laughs) Yes. And then I was like, oh, we could actually make this part of our membership. And then I was like, well, what if we just made it a subscription all its own? And it wasn't just like posted inside our membership. It was actually delivered to their email. Cause Jamie was like, oh yeah, well, I don't ever log into the membership. And I was like, yeah, I know. (laughs) I think a lot this. I know. And I was like, okay, how can we make this like so easy that it's stupid? Right. Yeah. And I would start talking to Maria about it. She's like, yes, yes, yes. So I'm sure Maria would actually appreciate like much more Dutch bros crackhead days from me. Yes. But, like, it's, <laughs> it's like very unhealthy on my part. Also, I'm di- like, I'm pre-diabetic. So like, I should not be having that. <laughs> They're so good. It's the, um, the, the mo- truffle mocha iced coffee or something like that. Oh my gosh. It's so delicious with like the, the cold foam. If you guys have a Dutch Bros, know that it's probably like 6,000 grams of sugar, but it is twitchy already. (laughs) I know it's like, I'm like, it probably has like cold brew or something in it. I don't know, but it is like, it really made me uh, out, but you know, we had a, we had a good result from it. So (laughs) um, I'm so glad that you are a part of LGR and that it's making, helping you make strides in your business. So as far as a little bonus for you guys. Sarah does have a really, really awesome freebie for us. I'm going to have her tell you about it, but before she does, I'm going to tell you that I have actually used it myself. Um, I joined the challenge that Sarah did and she used her freebie as part of the challenge and kind of walked us through all of the steps to creating a nurture sequence. And I just absolutely loved it. And I audited my nurture sequence this, I think it was last week. Um, 
this last week with the membership prep worksheet. And I used Sarah's cheat sheet to do that and I absolutely loved it. So Sarah, will you tell us a little bit about this freebie that you have for us? Yeah. So it is a nurture sequence template um, that walks you through step-by-step how to create your nurture sequence. And whenever I hear of templates to me, the things that I've seen out in the world are like, it'll be like a busy mom's day template, how to blah, 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 whatever. And it's just like (laughs) an empty calendar, you know, like this is what I want to do at 8am. And I'm like, get out of here. I need you to tell me what I need to do at 8am. Like actually walk me through the things. Um, and that was what I was finding. Like this, this freebie actually used to be a paid offer. Um, and I felt like I just wanted to get into so many hands because we all hear email, email, email is the thing that we need to do, but it's like that first step, like what the heck, how do I make that first contact with people? Um, and so your nurture sequence, um, after they get that, that, you know, super high value freebie, your nurture sequence is where you want to go. So that way, when you show up to sell, when you show up to, to nurture as well, it's not those booty call emails, but that you've started to develop that relationship because I don't know about you, but like you were saying, you love freebies. I love freebies and I get on people's email address email list all the time, but mm-hmm. getting that freebie in your inbox doesn't really tell you much about them. You've connected with them at some point where you've seen a link, maybe even somebody just sent it to you. You don't really know them as a person or even know what their business is really about, um, how they can help you, what transformation you can um, expect if, uh, as a follower of them or as a subscriber. Um, and so that, that nurture sequence is key to getting to bridging that gap so that they already feel like they know, like, and trust you. They have a reason to stay on your list. Um, because I am also queen of like subscribing for freebies. And then if I don't get value in the first <laughs> yeah. three hours, I'm like, bye. In the um, first three hours. <laughs> yes. So I feel like a nurture sequence is what bridges that gap and gets people, gives them a reason to stay on your list so that you're unsubscribes, even though yes, unsubscribes mean that your message is actually really strong, which is amazing. Um, obviously we want to keep as many of our qualified people on that list as possible. Um, so the nurture sequence template walks you through day by day, gives you, um, tells you what types of stories to talk about, how to connect that to your business. Um, I give you the outline of what those, that five days should look like, including, um, a, where a place that you can pitch one of your offers, um, and giving your audience, lots and lots of value, lots and lots of, um, content without feeling like you're taking away from your paid offer, um, letting them get to know you so that your personality comes through. Um, and then it also includes a totally written out, uh, sample nurture sequence. So you can kind of see like, okay, so here's what Sarah says that I should do, but what does that actually look like in a flushed out, uh, you know, tried and true nurture sequence. So you can see like the start to finish. Here's what the outline, what the structure would look like. Here's what it um, looks like taken out all of the details. And then here is all uh, your final product of what it could look like. I honestly couldn't believe that you were giving it away for free. When I went through it, I was like, this is a freebie. Like this is, you put a lot of work into this, you guys, like there is so much detail. Um, it's, it's a couple pages, right? Like five or six pages. Uh, honestly, I think it's like 15 or 20 More? Oh, yeah. because yeah. I think, cause there's like an explanation for each of the days, which there's, it's like five with a bonus of six emails. Um, and then the like actual template itself, which is probably one to two pages for each. And then the sample nurture sequence as well. Right. So 
you guys definitely need to go grab this. So where can they get this, Sarah? Where um, they- if they go to sarahvoris.com slash nurture freebie, they can jump on that and have it delivered straight to their inbox. Awesome. And where can they find you and follow you online? Um, so I'm, I am, despite my hesitations, I am on Instagram a lot. <laughs> um, so my handle there is just Sarah Voris writes, um, which I always have to spell out Sarah with an H V like Victor O R I S writes. Um, actually on the phone, when I tell people, I always try to come up with like weird V words to like, like I don't know. In. Yeah. I'm like vampire. Actually. Like they always, <laughs> My husband always looks up for me when I'm like talking to, you know, like the bank when I'm spelling our name or whatever. He's like, why do you do that? I don't know because I'm talking to a salesperson and it's uncomfortable <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So they can just join me over there. I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm in my stories a lot and my reels are dumb in the very best way. You'll see a lot of dancing and wigs and. Oh yes. I love that. I love wigs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Marie, you'll love her, her reels. They're uh, totally up your alley. Yeah. So when I hear people like Instagram coaches are like, you don't have to dance in your reels. And I'm like, tell me more ways I can dance in my reels. Right. She wants to dance in the reels. I'm not a dancer. Maria does all the dancing for the two of us. So. I love the dancing. <laughs> she, Maria was a, um, a theater kid and an aspiring mm-hmm. actress. So Ooh. she gets to live that out here and we love it for her. Reels are my it. favorite, to be honest. It's like, thankfully I was able to have a second act in right. my, uh, you know, a theater career. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. I have zero experience or training, so I have no business actually doing it, but it makes me happy. So here I am. Well, that's all that matters. <laughs> it's all that matters. It's all the better that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing. We absolutely love this. And I know that the audience is going to get so much value out of this. And you guys, honestly, if you download no other freebies this year, I'm telling you from personal experience, you need this one. Like this is mm-hmm. the one. Um, and then Sarah, let's tease a little bit about your membership. I know I wanted to leave this for the end to like <laughs> tell people what the scoop is, but um, Sarah and I are working on getting her membership out into the world right now. She's in beta. So she's got um, a couple gals. How many gals do you have in right now? uh 12 12 gals vips in her yep. beta and it is going to open up this spring to the public and i am so excited not just for sarah but for the people that this is going to impact because um once you see her freebie and you see like how easily applicable the templates are that she sends you, like you're going to want more of this and you're going to be like oh wow i could get my entire month's emails done with sarah's templates every month on a very easy you know, basis. And, um, the, the cost of the membership versus the ROI. Again, I always talk about, if you guys listen to my other podcasts, I always talk about how things that are B2B, you can, you can charge a little bit more because you can prove ROI. And I will say like the value of Sarah's membership is incredible. So do you want to tell us a little bit, tease us a little bit about this membership that is going to be launching to the world here in a, in a month or two? Yes. So it is another, um, template, just like the nurture sequence templates. It's this exact same. Like if you looked at them visually, you'd be like, oh, these are the same things. Um, Mm -hmm. but rather than a nurture sequence template, these are the emails that you're showing up consistently week by week 
in your subscribers inboxes. Um, mm-hmm. so it breaks it down. I, I kind of have it like suggested text versus like, no, this is what you actually need to fill in your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I follow a, a format that works for me. It's a lot of storytelling. Um, so if it was an email that was, uh, we were bringing some sort of free value, you know, you usually started off with a story, but I tell you like, tell a story about a time something went unexpectedly wrong or tell a story about a time you tried to fix something and it didn't work. Um, and then I give you examples through it. Um, and then we give them transitionary statements. Like this is how you're going to get it to actually be talking about your business now. Um, and then it, it just breaks it down so that every single week you're able to get in front of your people in still in that 75, 25 split. So three of our emails, um, are nurture, nurture emails and value-based emails. And that fourth email is your sales pitch emails. It's where you, it doesn't have to be a hard pitch, but, um, where you're just talking about an offer. Mm -hmm. Um, and the whole idea behind these templates is so that you really can get your entire months of content done in under an hour. Um, we get together, um, we have work parties as, uh, Mm -hmm. Sam calls it, which I love. And, Mm -hmm. uh, we get together and we co-work and in our hour together, people are creating their entire months of content, um, just based on these email templates. So you get the templates, our co-working hours together. Um, you get a video walkthrough of exactly how to use that month's template so that I'm like, uh, showing you, uh, how different businesses and niches can customize, um, the templates to fit their businesses. Um, and then I also have, it's called a copy chat. Um, it's a pre-recorded video. So that way you don't have to show up, uh, live. Cause I know that we're all super busy business owners. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just different copy topics. A lot of the t- things that people are asking me consistently. So it could be about specifically email. It could be about, um, copy in general. So last month we talked about how to craft the perfect freebie and what it looks like, what you need to be able to do, um, so that people are wanting to sign up, but then also how that freebie needs to direct people to your next step. Um, so that they're wanting to stay on your email list, all that kind of stuff. Um, so you get the, the community and people holding you accountable. We have a space where you can, um, upload your finished emails so that we can all kind of break them down, craft it together. Um, and then you also get that education piece as well. Yeah. So really everything you need successful. And I think the big like ticker for everyone is really going to be that like, it's done for you. Like it's not done for you. It's done. The templates are done for you. So you don't have to come up with these ideas. It's just the same idea as LGR. Like we're not making reels Mm -hmm. for you, but we are literally delivering you all the things that you need to make it happen. So it is, it's, it's like silly not to do it. Right. It's like taking out all of the, all the roadblocks, all the roadblocks. Yeah. Yep. Anything that's standing in your way, except for you getting on camera, actually writing the email. Right. Yeah. So, um, I love this and I'm so excited for it to launch publicly. I'm so excited to get it out into the world. And if you guys are interested in this, absolutely. Again, sign up for Sarah's freebie because it is a little sample of exactly what you're going to get inside the membership. So, um, and she'll keep you posted because you'll be on her email list after that. Yep. Um, so make sure you go and follow Sarah. Sarah, again, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We are so glad that you shared your brilliance here and, um, we cannot wait to cheer you on with your new membership and we just absolutely love everything you shared. So thanks thanks so much guys. It's been a joy. Yes. Thank you for coming. I love it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.